0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: Hey, hey, welcome to our Daytona Week show. It is Motorsports Madness. It is presented by mycomputercareer.edu training. For a Better Life. My name is Tom Baker. I will be your host of the evening tonight. Jacob Seelman, who normally drives this show, is in Daytona doing real work. So we're just uh we got a studio full of characters comprising our cast here tonight that we're going to have some fun with and just talk Daytona and all of what's going on. Of course, the duels as we record this live, the first duel is uh going to be starting shortly. We'll uh, kind of Keep you abreast of what's going on. Uh, We've got it playing in our studios. So uh, the WSIC studio in Statesville is rocking with a bunch of crazy racing nuts. And uh, to my right in the studio is third place finisher of the uh, Lucas Oil 200 presented by General Tire Arca Menard Series race at Daytona. Drew Dollar making a return appearance. Glad to have Drew back in the studio. Um, Drives for Venturini Motorsports. Flies the V. Properly, I might add. Um, we've got uh, Randy Miller next to him from The Inside Pass, which uh, is a show that he and I host here on Tuesday mornings at 11 Eastern. And we'll talk uh, about who's on next week on that show a little later. And we've also got in the Sealman seat tonight uh, is Nick Boncher. Nick is the PR. Director, PR guru, as we like to call him for Venturini Motorsports, but he's hosted shows and done a lot of other things in the past. So Nick, it's uh, cool to finally be able to get you in here as a co-host.
2: Absolutely, this is, uh, I think, the first time I've gotten headphones, got my own seat. Like, <laughs> I feel well, like he just rolled
3: out the Usually, every time he's here, he spends the first part of the show sitting over here, out of the limelight. So and we he put gets him to be in, in the Arctic, front and to center. start center yeah. now. The Arctic—that's the <laughs> sealman seat. So we'll find yeah.
4: out. You'll, you'll have to tell us. We put uh, Howie over there, and Howie said it was cold. Now we got you over there, and we're going to ask you at the end of the show and see if you think it's cold over there. I'm going to say it's warm just to make Jacob mad. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. Jacob's still again, not with us. He'll be back uh, next week. He is in Daytona covering the action for Speed Sport. And uh, so you can... Uh, watch if you're a tweeter on Twitter, uh, at Seaman 77 And we're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to start talking about Daytona. Lots of stories, lots of fun. We're going to have a good time on Motorsports Madness tonight. We'll be right back.
5: That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career.
0: Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
3: Watermelons
1: for everyone. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Tom Baker with you on a neat Thursday night to be on radio because we get to uh, watch the duels and talk about what we're seeing as we see it and got a a great cast in here with me tonight and we're going to have some fun here. It's just uh, not going to bore you with a lot of stats and and that type of information. We're going to sit back, tell some stories about Daytona, what it means to us, our Remembrances and things that stick out over the years of Daytona races and uh, just have a good time. And I've got Drew Dollar from uh, the ARCA Series, drives for Venturini Motorsports in studio with us, along with his uh, PR uh, director, Nick Moncher, who is actually a co-host tonight. Uh, we're happy to have Nick in the studio and Randy Miller with us. James Mellick, of course, uh, producing. James is a member of the Levine family racing team, so we know... Who he's cheering for in duel number one?
4: Yeah, duel one is going to be exciting. That I'm ready will be to watch. C-bell. I'm ready to be able to peek over my shoulder from time to time and see how they're doing. Now we'll see we have a fist bump.
1: We have a low ceiling in here, Malik. So if you you know don't fly
4: too high out of the chair or you'll be right out, right out the, the roof but well, you see if we win we might miss a commercial break because i might be out in <laughs> the parking lot partying so if chris
1: bell wins we're gonna get the best reaction <laughs> of any radio show anywhere good thing we have uh, cameras on Cause cause we we got, be fantastic. exactly <laughs> yeah so uh duel number one's about to start i'm gonna go around the table first of all and kind of get us started with nick moncher what is the very first memory that you have ever of Daytona? And I'm not just necessarily saying what, being there, just seeing it on TV or whatever. Your very first Daytona memory, what is it?
2: Man, uh, probably when I was about fifth grade. Uh, from Ohio originally, nobody in my family liked racing, um, oh. so you know they That's they didn't good. watch it. They didn't know anything about it. But I had a friend in school, and he watched it. And I went over to his house one time and watched Daytona 500 with him and his dad. Oh, wow. And that was kind of the moment that I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool. Um, became a Jeff Gordon fan right off the bat there and started religiously following it just a few weeks later. And maybe sixth, seventh grade, you know, a couple years later, I was like, I want to work in racing. That's when it you know, all started for me. Wow, and, really? Yep, started pestering my dad. We started watching the races together, got my brothers involved and uh, realized that, you know, I need to figure out how to do this.
1: Now, do you remember what year that was that you first saw the 500?
2: Oh, boy. Um, yeah, fifth grade? Remember? Yeah. I mean, I think they were still Obviously, it had to be on rocks. The early 90s, right? Yeah, it was. Because Jeff it, Gordon was yep, in it. Yep, it was early 90s. Um, I remember the, you know, the rainbow DuPont car. I remember all that. I, okay. I would say it was probably 95-ish, somewhere in there. Because I remember he was. He did was, he that was, win? That was when he was on his hot streak. You know, that's when he was winning all the races, championships, everything like that. So did
1: he win the 500 that year? Is that why you, or No.
2: I really don't remember, Okay, not, honestly.
4: Okay. Did you hate the three car? Because it was one of those relationships. If you liked the 24, you normally did not like the three of senior. Or did you not really care? So
2: so at that point in time, no, I didn't because I didn't know any better. Um, several years later, my dad started taking me to Michigan International Speedway because it was only about two hours from our house. And I realized that everybody hated me because I was wearing Jeff Gordon stuff. <laughs> and all those people that hated <laughs> you me. You were in the north. You yeah, weren't even. They were all wearing three <laughs> stuff. So then I realized, hey, I should probably hate you guys too.
1: Because why not? Exactly. I mean, it was.
2: That's logic. Yeah. I mean,
3: I wasn't going down with them, so Uh, uh, that's true. I mean, who's going to beat up? Who's going to beat up an eight-year-old? You know what I mean? I I don't know. There's probably several people that would have. I I guess it depends on what part of Michigan you came from. I mean, deck
2: deck head head to toe, and you I had the Jeff Gordon socks on. Well, you had the
3: rainbow colors on too, so that probably didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help to have all the
2: Dupont stuff, and you know, I think there were several times I was wearing a a University of Michigan hat, so was probably some Ohio State fans in there too that were mad. So it was just it was a bad ordeal but
3: <laughs> I, I was hooked i loved every minute just of keep it. poking we're the bear exactly we're happy you <laughs> survived it
1: <laughs> randy how about you um first daytona i mean 500, I, remember.
3: I remember watching him as a kid um but the mo- the moment that stuck out to me was when Arnhart finally triumphed and won the daytona 500 um and, and i i mean i remember you know watching them all as a kid but none of those what, what, things okay really, so like, when
1: did you when did you what was the I first mean, one
3: i i I don't I don't like? ever really like remember a whole lot about cuz you know as a as a kid growing up I was never I was into racing but I never really sat and watched it cuz I was hyperactive and you know I couldn't sit down for more than 5 minutes without running around the house so that, I think that's the first race where I actually sat and watched the entire thing. Okay, um, but and, uh, when was no, your
1: first 500, though, is what I'm asking? First one that I watched? First one that you ever watched? First I, memory that you th- watched?
3: Th- th- I think the Earnhardt winning was the first one I actually sat and watched in oh, its okay. entirety from So that from was the first end, one you so. tuned into? Well, I mean, I, they were on TV because my dad watched them, yeah. but being, you know, ADHD okay. as a kid, I never sat so down you, and watched okay. them. Okay, so the you really I didn't, didn't pay much attention until that right. year. Right, exactly. Cool. And my dad being an Earnhardt fan his entire life was kind of like, you know party at the house. I was going kind to of
1: say, thing, yeah, so. call the neighbors. I yeah, promise I didn't exactly. hate your dad. We're throwing down. That's fine, I'm sure. <laughs> he hated
3: everybody, so you were Oh, well, my
1: you know, brother was right. an Ironheart fan, I didn't hate him either. I also was a <laughs> Jeff Gordon fan way. Awesome. Right. Exactly. I was a Buddy Baker fan first, but then later Jeff.
3: I was more Gordon than Earnhardt too, so my house was very divided. Always divided.
1: Yeah. Drew, how about you? First, what was your very first memory of the Daytona 500 2015, 2016. <laughs> yeah, probably something like 2016.
10: Honestly, I didn't. I didn't really become a race fan until I don't know, probably about 15 or 14 years old, something like that. And uh, and you're how old now? I'm 19 now. Five so years. Maybe maybe we'll call it 13, 14, and that's when I really started watching racing and and all that. But. Um, Man, first memory, I want to say, I know it wasn't too long ago, probably like three years ago now, was when Denny Hamlin won, um, I guess he barely beat out Truex, Truex Jr. Yeah, and it was with Kansas leading, going into turn three, and that's when he got, um, I think he threw a block or something, got shuffled up the track a little bit. But um, I remember that, and I remember, I think that was my first Daytona 500 that I watched from wow. for entirety, yeah.
4: Malik? Man, I'm over here actually trying to think of the first one I watched, because I watched So many and so many memories coming to mind that I don't really honestly remember. I just remember being a kid, and um, my dad used to take a trip down there every year. Him and his friends would always just pile in an RV from Indianapolis and drive down to Florida. And I remember just, you know, um, my dad coming back and always waiting for something because he would always bring me something from the racetrack. So I'd have to say the biggest memories, that my first ones are all the things that I remember getting from my dad when I was younger, uh, just all the stuff that he would bring back. But actual racing... Man, that's tough. I'd probably have to say the first one was the same as you watching Senior. That Mm -hmm. year was probably the first one I've watched in complete entirety because I had the same situation you had. I couldn't sit still. I was a kid. I wanted to be up running around and playing. So I'd say Mm -hmm. probably the 98 race.
1: Interesting. My age is showing, obviously, because I I remember the very first Flag to Flag. I go all the way back to 79 when they first had the Flag to Flag broadcast on CBS. And I was... I was born and raised in the Swig New York, so we were part of that big blizzard that the big whiteout. Yeah, that basically you know shut the Northeast down uh, and made for a perfect scenario for the first 500 because nobody had, of course, back then you didn't have all the cable stuff and all that, so you know there wasn't a lot to watch. And that that race really just kind of polarized everybody for NASCAR. But I can I can remember so vividly the sort of the contradiction of looking out the window and all the snow and then realizing that this race that I'm looking at on TV is going on in Florida and it's, you know, 80 or whatever the heck degrees it was. Um, And it just, it was so strange, honestly, to sort of be able to see both of those images at the same time. But um and and the fight of course i mean that you gotta was got to remember the fight that was
2: a yeah, perfect storm yeah. I mean, no pun intended
1: you know it was i remember i was i i really didn't care between donnie and gale cuz i was cheering for buddy and he obviously wasn't in that battle um but uh you know when, when those two hit the wall and then you know, Ken Squire, the next day, and there's a fight. I mean, you just, it's like, Oh my gosh, what is going on here? I mean, you know, we didn't see any of that at a Swiggo, you know, at Swigo Speedway. So um, that was the strangest thing for me to see. But, and I had no idea, of course, as young as I was, probably 11, I had no idea the effect that that fight had, you know, on the image of the sport and all of that and how, you know how big that was until later on when i started learning about marketing and 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 all of that but i i go all the way back to the first race and i mean it was just incredible it was so pure back then you know there wasn't all the fancy graphics and everything you were just watching race cars listening to to, to guys talk about those cars who were so excited and passionate about what they were seeing and you know i love the broadcasts back then because of that you know you didn't Um, It wasn't so overproduced. It was really all about the racing. And that was just a that was a crazy uh, first flag to flag race. So I was pretty much I mean, I always watched NASCAR before that. But we'll talk more about stories as we come back right back in a moment.
3: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the WSIC studios. My microphone walks away from me here. Uh, We are in the middle of a Daytona celebration show, I'm going to call this, this week. And uh, just telling stories, remembering things about Daytona, talking about what it's like to be there for those of us in the room who have Uh, we'll get to that i want to get immediately to drew dollar because drew was there last week on the track competing in the arca race um first of all drew uh glad to have you back in here again congratulations on a really nice third place run boy did you have some challenges walk us through your race
10: yeah well thanks for having me first off but um yeah i mean i felt like we had one of the fastest cars there i think the fastest car yeah and um you know, most people would walk out of Daytona with a third place and and be celebrating, but you know, I was happy we didn't end up with the junked car or anything, but I definitely wanted more and I felt like the team team deserved more for the car that they brought me, but and you know, I mean unfortunately we couldn't bring home the win. That was really the only thing I could have been celebrating, but
1: Honestly it was interesting for me because um I mean I've known you for a year or two casually but the first time I really got to spend any time with you was when you were on the show the first time a week or two ago. And to see you after the race on TV, the interview, you were you were so, I don't want to say frustrated, but I think disappointed would be fair, wouldn't it? You were kind of just, you know, because you, and, and what at first I was thinking, well, gosh, that's, come on, man. You just finished <laughs> third at Daytona. Yeah. But the thing that I, after I thought about it for a minute, I said, you know what? I like the fact that he was disappointed because, number one, it's authentic. Number two, it shows that you were thinking about the team more than just your own, you know, um, accolades or whatever for being third. You, you really believed you had a chance to win. You didn't get the goal. Um, it was just an interesting reaction because most people who finished third, and they're like, wow, that's, you know, we, we <laughs> great. We finished third. I'm happy. And it was just a very different sort of a reaction. Talk about that.
10: Yeah, I'm, like I said, the team brought up super fast Camry for us. And and I think, you know, I am I was relieved, obviously, we finished the race and everything. But I was looking at it more of, you know, two, of the, two other drivers who finished ahead of me are both going to be full-time drivers this year. So I'm already looking at, like, those are two people who I'm going to have to compete with for the championship. And they both finished ahead of me in the first race, which, you know, it's Daytona. I think once we get to some of the other tracks, we're obviously going to start, you know, you know, finishing ahead of them so <laughs> but uh um, prediction yeah call Predic- it a I, shot i like the prediction drew yeah Wh- which race are you winning drew oh uh, we're going for phoenix there you go and then you know then the others <laughs> will come later but um yeah definitely going out to phoenix looking for that win but um yeah i mean i think i think i looked more disappointed on camera than i really was at the track but and i was i was tired too and I it was a imagine. long race going I mean, started at the front, went to the rear. We had that pit road penalty um, on the first pit stop with the fuel can leaving leaving the pit box, which may have saved us a little bit there because, um, you know, that big one broke out ahead of yeah, us when we were in the say, very rear. Yeah. So still had to miss that wreck, but who knows, we could have been up in the middle of it when that happened. So you never know. Everything kind of worked out how it should. And, and I think coming out there with a the third place, you know, I'm going to have a lot of confidence going into Talladega knowing that as long as I keep the car clean, don't drive through the grass to miss a wreck or anything, we're going to definitely have a shot at that one.
1: It's a good il- illustration, though, of how mentally tough it can be when you're when you're having to overcome all of that adversity. You know, at the end of the race, you're just whipped and it isn't even so much the distance of the race or whatever. It's all you had to deal with to get from beginning to end. And, and uh, so one can understand why you're you were a little worn out there, just mentally, if nothing mm-hmm. else.
10: Yeah, I think um, at a track like Daytona, and, and it's only my first time being there, but I feel like it's one of the least demanding, at least the the two hundred mile race we had is the least demanding uh, physically. Yeah. But one of the most demanding mentally. Exactly. And then, like I said, for my race, going from the front to the rear about twice, I think you know that was, that that was definitely mentally mentally challenging a little bit, but. Um, but, yeah, I think I think a lot of these these tracks, they do get physical, especially the short tracks. And then this race isn't as much physical as it is mental. Right.
1: Um, you probably passed more cars than anybody. Than- <laughs> yeah, definitely got the hard charger. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if there was a hard charger, you would have gotten it.
10: Right, yeah, that's what I said. That was, I think that was what I said on the cool-down lap. I said, well, sorry, guys, but I think we passed the most cars at least. So.
1: And I love the fact that you didn't give up. I mean, you just kept coming.
10: Yeah, I didn't. You know, at Daytona, you just – I don't know. I, I told myself going into the race that I'm not going to have, you know, at Daytona, you can't control really what you do or what happens to you. You just have to control what you can inside the car and and uh, put yourself in the best positions and just, just be smart about everything.
2: There's so many outside variables there. You know, it's he can control everything. The pit crew can control everything. And pit crew, you know, had a problem right. on his team, obviously, but there's all those other cars around you and all those other spotters and like he said it's very mentally taxing on the drivers on the spotters on the crew chiefs cuz you don't know it's literally a a walking talking chess game mm-hmm. and you know what you said is he, he came out of their third and he looked a little dejected and from our standpoint you know we're ecstatic like we talked off air sure. you know you went through the grass drew you came back <laughs> and finished third it's fantastic in that point and you know we tell them to all the drivers you know just plan on top threes top fives all year the wins will come but to us you know we really like that like you said that he's like i want more because that shows right. hey i'm gonna go to phoenix i'm gonna tell yep. go to day i'm gonna go to salem and i'm gonna
1: go for more so that means a lot to us too exactly well that that was kind of what i was saying is you know at first it's kind of like well gosh seems awful disappointed for a third place finish <laughs> but then it's like you know what that's that's who drew is drew believed he could have gotten better and he's you know he's disappointed that he didn't and nobody could blame him for that it's probably so the
3: shock so. of making <laughs> 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 it out alive at daytona yeah absolutely i was third place that's oh my god i <laughs> yeah, I've come back yeah, on well, a rollback I, I've right, you know yeah.
2: almost gone into the lake there before
1: I mean <laughs> I was gonna ask you if it was if the actual experience of running your first race there was everything you thought it would be but I think it would be safe to say it was way more just because of everything that happened to you
10: yeah it was awesome <laughs> I was I woke up the next morning hoping I would get to go do it again honestly I was I really wanted to do it again it was it was a blast I had a ton of fun even though we didn't come home with the win but um it I don't like I said it was it was a blast. It's probably one of the most fun races I've ever run, and I know we're going to have a lot of those this year. But uh, that was a good
1: way to start off the season. I feel like if I ever went to Daytona and finished third in my first race, I think I'd just retire. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, you'd be
3: hooked on it. By yeah, then. <laughs> hooked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I made the race, I'd just retire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like no, nope, you, I don't want to do it. You I'm always want not. that trophy and want <laughs> that ring. Right? Yeah,
1: That's no, true. it's 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 an. I'm sure it's an amazing experience on a track like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you you've got Phoenix coming up obviously, a completely different experience. As a driver, what are you preparing for at Phoenix versus obviously what you had at Daytona?
10: Yeah, I mean Phoenix, uh I was there last year so I kind of know a little bit. I know a good bit about the track and kind of handling of the cars there. So, obviously going to watch a lot of film on that race and I got a, a few weeks to prepare for it, so we're going to be really prepared and And Toyota will have us on the on their simulator that they've got, making a lot of laps on that. So that'll have me good timing for when we unload. I should be pretty, should be, uh, I should get up to speed pretty quickly there, and won't have to, um, you know, relearn the track or anything. And I'm really looking forward to that race. I think that's a race we can definitely go out and win. I know Venturini brings good cars everywhere, but their short track program is awesome too. So.
1: See, the thing I love about this is Drew's, you know, I really think I can, this can be a race I can win. And somewhere, Michael Self is listening to this show going, it's my home track. Good luck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the the really cool camaraderie that all our drivers have because Chandler Smith was in the shop today doing a, a seat pour for one of his seats. And, you know, his same mentality is. I'm going to win Phoenix. You know, Michael is in the shop. I'm going to win Phoenix. Drew's in the shop. I'm going to win Phoenix. And, and that's, that's really cool to us. Like, yeah, we want all of you guys to win. But if you come one, two, three, that'd be cool, too.
9: Yeah,
1: just don't all crash each
10: other. I think, exactly. I think, <laughs> I, think the most I think the most important thing to take from that is that the, Vin, the guys at Venturini, the drivers have confidence in the cars and know that they're going to go out there and, and have the cars to beat, really.
1: Well, and that's, that's a major part of it. At any racetrack, but I would think especially at a track like Daytona, where it is so mentally challenging, and it is, frankly, I'm sure you know in a way, it's it. I don't want to say it's scary, but I mean you're you're running almost 200 miles an hour it's it's you know you want to know that the race car is going to be there for you when you push it and you know uh certainly no issues there from venturini with that so we've got about a minute and a half nick your what when was your first time at daytona in an official capacity
2: first time in official capacity would have been 2008
1: and what were you doing
2: i i actually went down with venturini Okay. I was changing front tires on their oh man twenty five car for kid out of Canada Ryan Fisher and uh, and everybody says you know you always remember going through the tunnel the first time and that is one hundred percent true I know Red yep. can say the same thing oh yeah as a as a you know I'd been there as a fan before once before got to sit on the super stretch with my dad several years before that and I had transitioned to work in, in truck racing and stuff like that in Ohio at ThorSport and but I never got to go to Daytona so when I got to go to Daytona with with Billy and Bill and them just just riding through that tunnel and you come out of that tunnel and you see the track and see everything that's going on all the lights and sights you're like wow like i'm at daytona i'm at our super bowl
4: right yeah like uh, honestly that shot they show in days of thunder when they're coming up and you see the sunrise overturn uh, two over there yep. that is real like that is not made up that oh, is yeah, 100 real and it gives you uh, gives you goosebumps to know that you're at the Super Bowl, like you said. Yeah.
2: If you ever go to Daytona and go through that tunnel and don't get goosebumps, or like, man, I'm I'm here to win. Just stay home.
1: See, I've been to Daytona before for a race. I've been there to, to see and tour the track and whatever, but never for a race. Um, but Charlotte for me is sort of that. That that was the first big NASCAR race that I covered as a media, and the same kind of thing. You go through the tunnel and it's just wow. Yeah, whenever you're this? there in an official you know, capacity and yeah. you get
2: to do that, it's yeah. amazing.
1: I I'm sure. Uh, how did you guys do that day?
2: I have no idea. I don't remember. You don't remember.
1: That's funny. You don't remember <laughs> the result. Interesting. But you remember going through the, I tunnel. Going through that, the tunnel. That says a lot about the uh, experience of going to Daytona. We're going to have plenty more talk about Daytona as we continue with Motorsports Madness presented by My Computer Career right after this.
9: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
6: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Derek Kroos, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Derek Krause on truck racing on Friday at Daytona along with uh, 39 other trucks uh, they had practice today we'll uh, tell you about that in a little while duel number one still not underway yet of course uh, Stenhouse and Elliot in the front row for that as we record this show live or broadcast it live on Thursday night the uh, the duels are on we're kind of keeping an eye on them and it's, the R- it's doing the art it's doing the art thing
3: right now
4: Oh, it is? Yes. Yeah, you can't say oh, see, that that. Word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, the word. Oh, see, I missed that. Okay. It's doing the R word. So we have a delay. Yeah, something just happened to show up on the radar. Uh, I see as the umbrella. It so often out. does. Appa- apparently, apparently yeah. the
3: radar thinks it's St. Patrick's Day already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, so there is a delay in the start of yes. Dual One. So that means y'all can hang around with us a little longer. We'll get to James Mellick and his first uh, Daytona as a. Um, working member of uh, a NASCAR team or an ARCA team. and But I want to interrupt that or postpone that to go. Nick Moncher was nice enough to uh, solicit questions from Mr. Drew Dollar here, who's really the celebrity of us because Drew is the driver. We're just all media and PR people and whatever. Um but uh, you've got a couple of questions from the Venturini Motorsports Twitter, correct?
2: We do. I put it out there. Uh, anybody had any questions? You know, Don't be shy. Try to make uh, Drew blush on, on air here. But see, uh, let's see the first one. Yeah,
1: we've one. got a camera on, right on him.
10: Exactly.
2: Move. Zoom right in on him. First yeah. one uh, from Tomahawk47 on Twitter wants to know your favorite pre-race meal, Drew.
10: I don't think I have a favorite, but at Daytona, Mrs. Venturini cooked us some, some chicken, Hawaiian chicken or something like that. I had some... Pineapple in there. That oh, was oh yeah. She made the chicken strips on top of some rice. That was really good. Like if, if we can match that every race, I'm gonna be really happy.
2: And you got a gold star because you already you know said. Kathy's food was really good. So you're doing really good on the team. Does she cook every does every she cook?
10: week? Oh, if, then we're, we're set then. Every yeah, week except, awesome.
2: uh, except a coin. We go to the dirt track. We actually have a guy come from Chicago who makes uh, homemade Euros for us at the track. Oh, that sounds great too. Oh, except wow. those are fantastic. I
10: love Euros, but the aftertaste. So I'm definitely going to have to bring my toothbrush. And, yeah, a lot of onions. And brush in the my teeth. Yeah, brush my teeth. And the, <laughs> sauce, the sauce. So I'm going to have to brush my teeth before that race. Have you ever eaten the wrong thing before a race? Um. I think the the wrong thing for me is just something that I can taste through the race. Oh, like if if I can, euros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if onions, something like that, something that I can still taste. Okay. Oh, uh, I,
1: I I can't stand that i was more thinking about something no no okay none of of those issues we'll we'll keep
2: them away from the spicy foods yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly uh the the other big one we have is actually from the boss man billy Uh he uh he wants to know drew who you think the best venery motorsports basketball player is and you're (laughs) the only one in house so nobody can argue with you
10: they (laughs) wouldn't argue with me anyway they know they know whatever i give is going to be right on this one but in the most in the most humble way humble of course the humblest way i can say it um and I hate to say it. I wish I wish I could say something else, but um, no, in the humblest way, I, I'm definitely the the best the best basketball. Give the bell. <laughs> the best basketball <laughs> player out of out of the Venturini <laughs> Motorsports camp. We've Driver helped. wise, I don't know if there might be some uh, some some crew guys who might be.
2: I think Billy could school you. You, you think, think pretty so? Good, yeah. We'll, we'll have to set something. We, nice. used to have, we used to have a hoop at the shop back when I first worked there, 09, and uh, we would play outside. Yeah, he was pretty good. We, we need to bring back still then. have the speed. Well, of course, yeah. Okay, is he a shooter or does he like to drive? He's gonna drive. He's gonna oh, knock okay. you out. Yeah, he's gonna be a fast check.
10: <laughs> I can shoot though. <laughs> I mean, I can drive. Yeah, on
2: if the you too. go for the three pointers, you'll win. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can do that. But if you're going for layups, I don't know. He's probably gonna
1: take you out. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what. What is the uh, what is the hobby at the shop? What what happens usually without the hoop? Now, obviously,
3: it's not basketball. So. I'm assuming a basketball game went sour somewhere along the way, and the hoop's not there anymore yeah. because somebody beat Billy. We decided
2: basketball. we probably should, you know, really just focus on building the fastest Toyota Camrys that we can and win as many races as we can. So we did that last year with 14 out of 20. So that's our, that's mm-hmm. our goal this year. We uh, we actually do a lot of uh, like luncheons together. That's a, that's a big thing for our team. Uh, We actually have a big team dinner coming up where, you know, Billy and Emily and Bill and Kathy are going to take everybody out and, um, you know, just basically a thank you. um, And the drivers will, you know, they spend a lot of time at the the shop and there'll be some shenanigans that go on. You know, I think Drew was running around the shop last week shooting a bow and arrow right before Daytona at everybody with this. really Not at everybody.
10: No, no, no. It was Kevin Reed's grandchild, grandson. He's, (laughs) he's, Michael Thomas is out there. Uh, He comes to the shop every so often and we run around shooting each other with Nerf bow and arrows, so yeah and driving and driving r c cars, cars with GoPros on the top yep so he's so he's got his goPro set up and he's he's got his phone set up on a pit box, and he's sitting in a corner driving driving this r c car around the shop, following people, and they can't see him driving it they just see the car with the camera that's <laughs> so funny Yep. That's, they that's they his do I'd yeah. say
2: that other than that the the crew guys they just all really love racing. So, like, today we were all talking about the truck race, and everybody was taking their picks on the truck race, taking their picks on the Xfinity race. And, you know, and a lot of these guys have been here a long time at Venerini, and so they, they've they worked with a lot of these guys, kind of like, you know, Red's with C-Bell now. C-Bell's been, you know, at Venerini before. And uh, so they really like to try to see which one of our, you know, alum students is going to go on and, and do great things, because that it honestly makes not just Bill and Billy and Kathy feel good, but it makes the guys feel good. Sure
1: absolutely well you become like family absolutely together enough it becomes like family you know i mean a lot of those guys
2: still come in you know periodically throughout i remember when we we ran logano in 08 09 after he left he'd still stop in every couple months just say hi to the guys they would bring some stuff over from you know uh jgr and anything like that and it's cool A a lot of those guys have done that over the years
1: that's cool that's good to see that they come back and interact and um, you know, especially if they come back and can interact with some of the younger guys, it gives them an opportunity to give get some mentoring and yeah. kind of.
10: And I think it really helps. It, it helps
2: everybody. Sure. Know, and tomorrow's your day for donuts, Drew.
10: <laughs> I got bad news then. Because uh I'm going straight to work out in the morning and then going home to Atlanta. So. No,
2: you can't you can't have donuts, actually. You know, I'm why sure not? Coach Quinn's probably gonna listen and she's gonna be all over you about that. Well,
10: I can get some like whole grain donut or something like that. that low
2: icing. Fantastic.
3: See, yeah. that, that defeats the whole purpose of it <laughs> being a donut though. You it, just it, have to mean, be working out why you're while you're eating the donut. While so so you're eating the donut, It's like it's like that's gonna bagel. Bagels burger, have more, more calories than donuts. Yeah,
10: but the thing is it's not sugar.
2: That's true.
3: And uh, I'm trying to
10: weight gain. That's
2: true. I remember that from- Oh, my, well, then you can-
1: See, if you're weight yeah. gaining, you can have all the donuts you want. I remember
2: <laughs> that from the Krispy Kreme days. Donuts have less calories than bagels. That was literally our one PR thing we Is said right? all the time. Yep. Like one Krispy Kreme glazed donut had 190 calories. <laughs> remember, like it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And what did the bagel have?
2: It's like 260, depending wow. on what and the then kind you get. Put, and then you put the cream- oh, And then you the put the cream uh, cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, all that's,
10: the, that's so with the, a lot of things. Just put the
2: donut in the bagel. Or you, you need can them use, both. Yeah, I like when they use the donut for mm-hmm. like the bun on the hamburger. Yeah, hamburgers. there
1: you go. <laughs> well, if it's only 190 calories, it wouldn't be any different than the uh, than than the actual bun because most buns are between 100 and 150. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Yeah, it, it's way I,
2: more tasty.
9: Well, that's
3: exactly right. <laughs> it's
1: true. Melick, let's bring you back into this, because we Get never got around to here. your first Daytona story. Oh, no, we can talk about He's food He's not paying all night. attention
3: on L.C. Bills on TV. If we talk about
1: food <laughs> all night, though, i gain five pounds during the show. Um, what uh, your first Daytona experience as an official part of somebody's team or whatever, as kind of a worker?
4: Yeah, um, my first experience was 2011. I was actually uh, on an ARCA changed tires for winter on with Matt Merrill. Ah. I don't remember where we finished at in that race. I just know that that year was a very, very busy year. And I tell you that because I'm going to go right into this story, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I was actually training over at the Pitt School in Mooresville. And uh, I happened to walk in there during the offseason, and there was a team over there doing some tryouts for the 500, excuse me. <clears throat> and um, a changer didn't show up. And I just happened to walk by, and the coach hollers at me, hey, kid. And I said, yeah. He says, you got your stuff with you? And I said, yeah, it's in the locker room. He says, go put it on. I need a changer. So I said, okay, I don't know who these people are. I just go out there, and I change tires. I uh, do five stops for him that day, and he says, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm going to come back here, I'm going to work out. He says, be here at this time. I said, okay, so I do it again. Happens again on the third day. Well, by this time, it's the fourth day, and it's Friday, and he comes up to me, and he says, hey. He says, um... If you've noticed we brought in a lot of changers, but you've been here consistently, he says, What do you think about pitting the five hundred for us this year? I said, What? He <laughs> says, What do you think about pitting the five hundred? So all in the same year I went to Daytona for the first time and pitted an ARCA car. The following week I had to go back and I had to pit in the Daytona five hundred. Wow. So it all happened so quick, it was it was crazy. Who did you pit for in the five? That was uh Dave Blaney with Tommy Baldwin. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: A big step up. That's
2: awesome. Yeah,
4: it was huge in yeah. a week, and I didn't even expect to even have a shot to do it. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and they needed a changer, and I went out there and performed.
2: That's literally how our, our pit crew careers were, though. Yeah, I mean, We is. both came up at the same time, and it was just like if you were there and someone got hurt or someone was sick or didn't show up or didn't perform, how hey, is it get off the now? bench. Uh, you need to be, like, a former professional sports player. Is or, it really, like, yeah. all
1: former athletes It is then? all former okay. athletes.
2: Uh, or, you know, they've been literally plucked from college, and they are yep. groomed for it. They're still the schools, and you can still get really good, you know, ARCA and East and, and truck experience and, and work your way up. But... For the most part, if you're going straight to cup or straight to a top Xfinity team, you're coming right out of college or pro sports.
4: Yeah, Hendricks actually runs a combine, like a full-on combine. Yeah, well, I know some picks. of the teams. That I just didn't yeah. realize that, most that of them it are becomes done that way. so well, widespread. Uh, uh, even yeah. most of these smaller teams like um, us and Furniture Row, uh, Furniture Row, Front Row, and all these guys, they go to the bigger teams like Roush, Gibbs, Hendricks, and they get the pit crew guys from them that are their, they call them developmental guys, right. that are their next step below their top tier guys pitting the house cars, and um, they go hand pluck them and train them to go do this stuff. So they're just athletes that they brought into a combine. That's fifty to hundred of them, and then they train them.
2: For years, we we I mean even just last year we would use those development teams. I remember Stuart Haas. They they were known for having football players. We had uh, the long kicker from the uh, Seahawks on our team. Oh he wow! Was, he was a jack man for two years for us. Um, even now at, at Venerini, one of our guys, he was. Um, he, i think he was like a linebacker or something he played three or four years in the pros and you know he didn't get right into the cup level but he got into to the pit crew school and he's worked his way up and he's done everything from you know arc all the way up to cup and he you know a lot of those guys are doing that now
4: that's interesting yeah a lot of the guys i worked with over there at roush when i was over there um one of them was a leading rusher at all times at app state uh kevin richardson he had the record just got that broke by uh, another individual over there and then the quarterback they had over there, Richie Williams. Richie. Um, both of those guys were actually at Roush and uh, part of some of the stuff that I was with at Roush. So oh, Richie's I still mean, doing it to the day. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's over Because he
2: reminds me every time I see him that he was part of the when App State beat Michigan.
4: That's, that's awesome. He was. <laughs> I remember that game so well. Him and uh Kay Rich both, Kevin Richardson. They were both on that. That famous picture, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, of the one with the guy standing there pointing at the App State on his jersey with his hand covering up his mouth like shh yes. tell people that's Kevin. That's oh wow. Kevin Richardson. Really? Uh, that's the leading rusher. I do remember uh, that At uh App State.
1: That's something. Yeah, I remember that again. I listened to that game on the radio and I, I, I was kind of like, Am I am I listening to the Twilight Zone? I mean, is this real? <laughs> like is somebody <laughs> punking a radio broadcast somehow? That's that's pretty amazing. But I guess but now how how do you think, Nick, the uh the change in the tires and everything in the cup car next year, is that gonna change the Pick crew dynamic at all or it'll how definitely
2: is- change the dynamics and it's all about dynamics and red you know red can speak to that as well and you know it's it's one big fluid motion if one person's just a little bit off the whole thing's going to crumble really quick it's like a house of cards um so they'll be and they're always trying to find that next leg up you yeah. know what can they tweak what can they do a little bit different than the other team and and try to do that so they're probably already practicing now honestly uh for some of that just like when they went to the five man they started practicing that a year you know early um so they'll be There'll be a lot of things that, that are different for that, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what NASCAR does. They'll probably, you know, that'll probably kind of dictate how they go, but it'll still be those, you know, star athletes that we're used to seeing now.
1: Is that going to require more people over the, is, like, how is the, because the tire is obviously taller and bigger, so is that, is it going to, are we going to need one more person back over the wall, or is?
2: I would say NASCAR's probably not going to let another person over the wall. Okay. So it'll probably be, we'll probably still stay in that five, five-ish range. Um, they may do something different Where fueling's different, you know, at a different time like they're doing now. So it'll be interesting to see next year how it all transforms.
1: Yeah, it will be. It's a, it's going to be a fresh experience for everybody when they bring out that Gen 7 car. And, of course, they're still doing uh, testing on that and still learning about it, learning about what its limits are and trying different things with it. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing a whole lot more about the Gen 7 as we get more into the spring part of the season we're going to continue with more of motorsports madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu right around the corner stay with us
8: This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Ty Ankrum, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. And regardless of how you are. Listening to or watching the show, if you're watching us live on the WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte, how are you? Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you're listening to us live on the Performance Motorsports Network, thank you for that and uh, as well. And, of course, uh, we're on demand all over the place. This show is syndicated worldwide through Sports Byline USA. We're on uh, American Forces Radio. We're on Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Show Channel, Saturday night, 7 Eastern. Uh, wherever you may be picking us up, we do appreciate it. And uh, we are thankful to have you. And oh, by the way, if you uh, want to keep up with what we have going on during the week, because we've got four more shows besides this one, uh, just go to uh, Race Chaser Media. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Race Chaser Media. Give us a like, give us a follow, uh, and keep up with what's going on with uh, all of our programming that we have here. We have expanded it for this year greatly, so we are excited about what 2020 is bringing. It is Daytona Week, and that's kind of it, I guess. Uh, we, everybody's excited. It's this is sort of I consider this to be uh, motorsports new year. You know, this is really when everything gets uh, kicked off. I mean, we we talk about the the 24 hour race, of course, and um, all those things. But really, the Daytona 500, I think, for a lot of us is the unofficial start of the racing season. And from here. It's on, and there are very few interruptions in most uh, <laughs> most people's season. I know that you guys, Nick, don't run as many races, obviously, as, say, the Cup Series does, but still more than enough to keep you hopping. We're at 30 this year, so we're not far off. Well, that's true because, see, you now you're running the East, the West, and the National. And the National, yes. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah.
2: National's 20, so we have three full-time cars, you know, Drew being one of those. And, that's and that. true. And then we have uh, we're full east, which is eight. And then we're, we're going to run a handful of west races with a couple cars. So, yeah, right now our, our count is 30 races. I think we're somewhere at like 96 You know, cars throughout the, the year are going to be on track and stuff like that. So it'll be a lot.
1: Wow. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's quite a grind. And uh, we're going to continue our grind here on Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. As soon as we do this, back with more in a moment.
5: That's 302-827-2054. Louis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career.
9: You hear that?
0: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. And hey, if you're looking for a change in your career, or if you're looking for a first career, My Computer Career might be the opportunity to make that happen. If you've ever thought about IT, it is one of the fastest growing industries in the job market. And it is projected to continue to grow and expand right through the 2020s. So plenty of opportunity for you. MyComputerCareer.edu has a free, I repeat, free career evaluation that you can take. And if you decide that uh, it might be a way that you want to go, you can work on your new career, training-wise, as little as a few days a week, either online or one of their seven campuses across the country. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And once you've completed your training, (coughs) excuse me, and you're ready to go into the workforce, uh, mycomputercareer.edu works with hundreds of employers to get you placed as quickly and efficiently as possible. So it might be a good opportunity for you. Check it out. I've been to the campus here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I've talked with some of the students, and they just are over the moon about their training. And a couple of them have since been placed into positions um, to start their career. So mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life, and we appreciate their support of our Race Chaser programming. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick, our sit-in co-host in the Seaman seat, Nick Moncher, the PR guru for Venturini Motorsports, and Drew Dollar, one of the drivers Preventurini, we're flying the V here uh, as we continue with our program tonight. And uh, the bad news is, as we uh, sit here, for those wanting to check out the Daytona Duels, there has been a delay. There are um, track dryers on the track. We're not going to say what the delay was for, but you could guess. Um, Maybe they're hanging out listening to us. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully
4: they're here hanging out with us. Yeah.
1: That's what they're doing. They're all waiting for us to get done with our show in, in an hour or so, and then they can start the duels. Uh, Wouldn't that so, be
3: ironic if that really happened? It well, it fantastic. would be fine with me. <laughs> 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 I'd love to be
1: able to get home in time to see the, the start of the first duel. But, uh, yeah, track drivers are on the track at Daytona, so hopefully uh, they will be underway soon there uh, Dual one, of course, uh, get gonna get off the line first, and Chris Bell's in it. So our James Mellick, who is producing the show, will be back in a moment. <laughs> Nick Monsher getting down over there, doing a little boogie action as we uh, bring you back to Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu. Edu. also want to say welcome to uh, a new member of the Race Chaser Media family, uh, and we'll talk about them in a little more detail coming up in a bit, um, but... Uh, Chris Hedinger and his staff at uh, to Victory Custom Trailers in Michigan joining uh, our shows now as um, a motorsports partner. And we're happy to have them. Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. They can take care of you for just about anything you need in terms of a new or used RV or coach or any type of racing trailer, horse trailer, whatever it is you need. They specialize in customized trailers and uh, of course, they're based in Michigan, but they can get it anywhere in the U.S. that you need it to go.
4: I want to I want to ask Drew something just yeah. real quick with this weather delay. I didn't say what happened, just weather delay behind us here. Um, rookies that are in this race, you got Christopher Bell, John Hunter. Um, Hunter's been in a Cup car, obviously, but say you get in the car for the first time, it rains. <laughs> You're going to race for the first time in this Cup car. Does that <clears> affect <throat> you at all as a driver mentally, because you were prepared mm-hmm. and now you have to turn it off and turn it back on?
10: Well for myself I don't I don't really think it would it would bother me too much. I just hate waiting around but you know I'm able to kind of keep calm and I think Chris Bell would be the same thing. He you know he seems really calm, level-headed and he'll be fine. It, it won't affect him. He'll perform the same as he would either way.
1: I was
4: just curious on that.
1: I I noticed how he jumped in uh and just mentioned Chris Bell. He didn't mention like um, well, it wouldn't be Tyler Reddick's first cup race, I guess, but Cole Custer or whoever, uh, but specifically C-Bell. Strategically uh, placed that. <laughs> yeah, I started to mention and had to cut myself off in mid-sentence last break because we got too close to the end of the segment and I didn't want to go over, but I started to mention if Chris Bell... Uh, wins this first duel james mellick uh, may be gone we may have to slide nick muncher into the production
4: chair because james may hit the ejection button and you wanna fly s- right out the roof you want to slide on over here i'll show you when we go to the next break how we do yeah this. it'll be just like <laughs> <old times>. <laughs> <laughs> just in case
1: <laughs> but it's fun to have uh, james mellick here every week james is uh, the teardown specialist for levine family racing so he gets to basically take the car apart after every race. Doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, but. Um,
4: it's a dirty job, but it yeah. is fun. Somebody's oh, got to di- do it, yeah, it's right? It's dirty, but it's fun. Um, and I, the one thing I do have to say is people think, man, those cars shouldn't be that dirty on the inside. When they go through grass, or they even oh, yeah. go into a racetrack where there's like a lot of rubber. Those things are dirty. I bet it'll be caked really on dirty. There. Yeah, it's a so, lot of work. Really. So if they
3: drive the five hundred the way they're driving the bush class, you can call in sick on Monday because mm-hmm. you won't have anything to tear down. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back. Yeah, it'll disassembled be for be you. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All I gotta
1: do is take the tires off it, like
3: <laughs> <By laughs> putting together a bed from IKEA or something. Oh, that's that's like start man. piecing pieces back together. Just totally in reverse. Just I don't know okay. exactly. where this goes, but I think I have an extra bit bolt. Where does this go? It's oh, tough
4: oh. When, when, and it's even like you just mentioned when they're tore up like that. It makes your job even harder. I would. I was gonna because say it's because, tore up. yeah. You, it, everything's bent, so now right. nothing wants to come out like it's supposed to. Everything's right. in there just in a bind, so it's just trying to get something out of a car when it's bent up like that is it's tough, and oh. everything's
2: mad. Like, yes. if you pull mm-hmm. the wrong thing out, it's coming flying out. You get a sway bar arm coming at you or a truck Ooh. arm,
10: and it's going oh. right for your forehead. Yeah. Thought of that, yeah. Uh, we were tearing apart the 20 car from Daytona about two days ago now, I guess, and, and that was hard to get to. Even some of the bolts are hard to get to because you got fiberglass, like. Uh, wrapped around them. So.
3: <laughs> Wait, was Repco helping you or no? Uh,
10: he wasn't Because that enough. wouldn't be
3: fair if you're having to turn <laughs> on somebody else's torn-up race car. Get your butt over nope, here and help. We, we <laughs> sent <you> know, half, <laughs> our, half our crew back
2: after Daytona and the rest of us went to New Smyrna and when we got back from New Smyrna Drew and the boys, you know, they had Repco's car completely torn out. It's already, you know, headed <laughs> mm-hmm. to the chassis builder to get a new clip on it. And, you know, they were, as soon as we, we got unloaded, you know, those guys that traveled went home, came in the next day, and, and Drew and them again. They had Diaz's car that went up in the fence with the with Gray. They had that thing torn down, ready to go. I mean, bodies off it. Like, wow. Drew did a great job. That's a big you're help. hired.
9: <laughs>
10: <laughs> I didn't, they were doing more than I was. You're I was, I yeah, was that's like Tell hey, people that, Drew. Well, I'll, I'm See, you're not supposed
1: to say that. I'll, I'll be honest about it. I was... Well, was you were doing more saying, than Repco then, because Repco uh, wasn't even good. there. He was like, <laughs> at, at, you know, in the sauna somewhere or something. <laughs> I don't know,
10: but, but all I do is ask him something I can do. Ask him what tools I need, and I, I get going on it because I don't have any of my tools there, so I'm borrowing everybody's tools. You need to get a craftsman toolboxes. toolbox. I might need to get one. Yep, that's right. And craftsman for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah,
1: Craftsman. <laughs> it, it's still I. I I will forever think Craftsman Sears. I was—I was, I was going to say
2: you're going to say Sears, just aren't you? So <laughs> Drew has no idea what you're talking
1: about. D- nope. Just, well, <laughs> you <laughs> don't know a
2: Sears. Drew's young enough to be know my Sears. Oh, okay. But um,
10: were they the
1: same thing
2: or something?
10: Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, yeah. yeah so okay. Craftsman was a Sears line. Yeah. Got gotcha. There's only and
4: a few. The only one I know of that's left is um, over there at the Carolina Mall off There's 29. There's still a few Sears left Carolina, around the country no but
1: of. it's it's very diminished. It's just, but yeah, you just you get so used to that for years and years and years and then all of a sudden it's no longer Sears. What is it? Lowe's now? Is it Lowe's the Lowe's carries Craftsman. Lowe's now, yeah. carries yep. Craftsman. Yeah. So, it's just uh for because me it's Stanley
4: strange. bought Craftsman and also on Cobalt, so they moved hmm. the Craftsman into Lowe's now.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. So, we've got uh we've got a chance here before the duels get started to um Throw some picks around. We already know who Mellick's picking for dual oh, one. Yeah.
4: I'm um, going with it. Yeah, he's he's, he's that's his. Pick. I'm already confident um, that I'm going to have to bring Nick over here and teach him how to run the board. <laughs> <laughs> I
10: almost had to do that a
1: couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah,
4: we did almost.
1: <laughs> Randy Miller, who you who I, you got I'm for actually, the first? I'm actually duel? trying
3: to pick up the pick pick up the, like who's actually in the duel because yeah. I don't even remember. I've I've been looking at it for the last twenty minutes and I still don't remember. I know that Stenhouse is on the pole for dual one because it's on odd number pole. of cars yep. in dual one. And uh, uh, Alex Bowman's on the poll for Duel Two because even number of cars in the second duel. So just go to the leaderboard. Give me, on give me, a moment, give me one moment, and I will, okay. I will figure it out for
1: you. So we'll, one we'll, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and and, and give my pick for Duel One since uh, Randy's still looking his up. Duel, Duel One is is uh, just to give the top eight: Stenhouse and Elliott row one, Hamlin and Elmerola row two, Bell and Logano row three, Boyer and Newman in row four. Uh, and I guess we'll just say Priest and Bush Row 5, there's your top 10. Um, My pick for this one is Denny Hamlin. That's who I'm going with for uh, dual 1. I I love the idea of Chris Bell winning right out of the box. I think that would be cool, and actually Stenhouse would be a a big winner, too, because him going over to JTG Doherty, um, just winning the poll was a huge boost for that organization, Mm -hmm. and so I'd love to see him get the win. Um, I thought the it's always interesting to me that I guess I'm one of these people that I don't get into the drama of kind of the whole like personal lives sort of thing. So I see this article come out earlier that uh, Ryan Newman and his wife are aren't splitting up and it's just kind of like, Okay, thanks, but I really didn't need to know that. <laughs> so Let's keep it, it like, racing-related. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't really – I mean, I don't want to say I don't care. I wish them both well, but it, it was just an odd headline to see going into uh, Dual day at Daytona. But um, you got a pick
3: now, Randy? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Joy Logano. I feel like he needs to gain momentum mm. back from the, from the clash. He made a lot of enemies at the clash, so he probably <laughs> needs to <laughs> – he needs to get back on somebody's Christmas card list. So I'm going to well, pick Logano to, to win the duel. I, and I think he's going to – I think he's going to take what he learned at the Clash and make sure that doesn't happen. Um, and Penske always brings fast cars to the 500, so I, I think he's going to. Okay,
1: so Logano wins according to Randy.
3: How about you, uh, Mister
1: Nick?
2: I'm going to go with C Bell actually for number one. I know keeping that, that makes that makes Red Toyota happy. Definitely keeping the, the Toyota family, but I think you know he's going to be out to to prove a point. And I think you know Bob Levine and, and the whole team, including Red, you know, have are going to you know be there every race this year.
4: Yeah, You're, we're excited. I'll tell you that for sure. Dollar Drew, you got
10: one? I'm going to have to go with Hamlin. See? Okay. (laughs) I'm confident we're going to see a Toyota winning it, but um, I'm thinking Hamlin's going to be the strongest out of all of them here.
1: So two Hamlins, two Bells,
4: and a Logano. I'm excited to see what happens with Stenhouse, because they always talk about how these cars go out there in qualifying trim, and they get trimmed out. I want to see what happens. Like, when he gets in traffic, is he going to get so loose he has to drop back because the car's not set up for race trim, and he went out in queue? That's going to be something I'm curious to see. What he what his car acts like in traffic?
1: Well, it is going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be interesting to watch how he approaches this compared to when he was with Roush, too. You know, does he drive any less aggressively? Because there were times when I think Ricky was a little too aggressive. And, you know, it's if he could just sort of find that happy medium... I think Ricky Stenhouse could win some races for this team this year, and this is a prime example of one that I think is easily winnable. And I'm not just talking about the duel, but also the 500 as well. I mean, I think you'd have to, after qualifying, Nick. I think you have got to make him a, a a heavy favorite to win the 500.
2: Uh, absolutely, I think he'll be you know he'll be cautious for the duels, but I think coming into the 500, he'll be regular Ricky. He's got a lot to
3: lose.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got more to lose uh, than he has to gain starting up front. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, more of the show right around the turn. Stay with us.
5: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach.
1: You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you.
0: Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk.
6: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
8: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Tom Baker, uh, Randy Miller, James Mellick, the three kind of usual suspects that are here in the studio with you tonight. Jacob Seelman is missing. We've replaced him with Nick Moncher, uh, who is a uh, PR guru for Venturini Motorsports, who has to deal with uh, our other guest in studio here, (laughs) Drew Dollar, on a regular basis. So um, Nick already gets uh, extra points for that. Uh, and so we are hanging out, talking Daytona and just talking racing in general and having a good time tonight. We hope you are as well. The duels uh, finally look like they're going to get underway here. Uh, had a little bit of a it had some weathering going on in uh, Daytona, but it looks like that has, at least for now, um, gone away. So uh, getting ready to start the first duel. We gave our picks in the last segment for that. Um, we'll talk duel number two when it comes up on tv here and give our picks for that before it starts but here's a category we can throw out because this is one of the general categories i was going to save this for our last segment but i think now is as good a time as any to go ahead and do it uh this year our race chaser media group here for motorsports madness has started uh we're going to do a uh, basically a a fantasy game i guess you could you could say yes uh and randy miller is heading all that up uh so because i
3: could do math better than jake yes that's why we're yes doing, that's exactly why putting me in charge um and you'll Thanks actually do it
1: on time which is even right. better yes. um but we're going to pick the cup race every week and and uh pick the winners and all that but we're also throwing in a bonus if uh and we're doing this preseason. so obviously we're, we're purely we have guessing. no inside information no no inside um, knowledge who is going to replace jimmy johnson in the 48 car and and I'm going to rephrase that to who do we think is most likely to replace Jimmy Johnson
3: the 48 car cuz obviously nobody knows it Rick Hendricks thinking So so bonus points for that question and then all of it, our, our final four for the the final race at Phoenix who we think is going to be in the final four Yeah So we get bonus points for each driver we get correct. Exactly
1: We'll do the other ones in uh, the later segment yes. here but uh let's throw this one out now and we'll go around the table and we'll give our guests a chance to weigh in if they want to as well so Randy, you uh, you started
3: this literally,
1: right. so we're gonna make you go first. Um, who who do
3: you think is well, most likely right now to replace Jimmy Johnson during the commercial break? Rich had to get it out of me, and I told him I would I would wait to tell everybody. And then Drew saw who I was typing <laughs> in, so he already knows. But <laughs> I, well, here you and, and actually I've actually changed it like two or three times during the show because I keep thinking back and I'm like you know everybody's. Throwing out names that I feel like are obvious names Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, people that are, you know, no waffle batting a thousand. Right. So, Waffle House. If, if you've ever followed Hendrick, I mean, obviously they have a history of pulling drivers from either lower series or, or people that are, you know, talented in other ways like Jimmy Johnson was. So, when I look at all the drivers in GMS and in junior motorsports that have ties to Hendrick, the first name that comes to my mind is Zane Smith. Because you you want a guy who's going to be young and that you can groom, and I feel like if he goes out and wow. does what he, I what everybody knows he's capable of doing. Because I think everybody thinks it's going to be Noah Gregson just because he was, I think he everybody thought he was he was going to go to that ride to be the apprentice for Jimmy Johnson, but he hasn't performed the way that everybody thinks he should be.
1: Now so. you you are aware, yes, that that Zane is running. In his first full season I in the NASCAR National Series in a truck this year yes. for GMS, how many? And you're saying that? Hang on, you're, I'm just making sure okay. that everybody's clear. He's going straight
3: from that to the 48 next year. How many races did Jimmy drive before he got into Cup? Well, he was Xfinity in, the, in
1: the Xfinity series for at least a year, and okay. he wasn't all that great. But in terms of performance, he was with a less less lesser team. Okay. So Jeff, so you're you're Zane Smith? Wow, wow, wow. why not? Okay, okay. Nick Buncher, you got a thought on this? So my obvious pick
2: is Kyle Larson. I think that Kyle would be a really good fit there. You know, we kind of saw how Rick did that with Casey Kane in years past. Um, but I, I kind of have a 3 prong approach to how I've, I've been looking at this because a lot of people have actually been talking about this. And I think, you know, Kyle is the obvious pick for me. I think my my dark horse would actually be Corey LaJoy. Uh, I think that he's a little off the wall. He did give him a note, but I think gave <laughs> <He laughs> a resume. That kind of fits Please f- Mr. H, please. That kind of fits, you know, Mr. H's mold of, you know, look at Bowman. Bowman was just, you know, a backmarker car, hadn't done a, a whole lot, but you know, Mr. H saw something in mean, him. It kind of reminded me of how Jack saw something in Mark way back when, you know, and brought him up. And then if I if I had to pick one, you know, keeping it kind of in the camp, I would say geyer, uh, I think, you know, he's He's proven himself to be very consistent. He's proven himself to shine when he's given the right opportunity. He has cup experience, like Bowman did, but probably even more so. Uh, and he would probably do them a very good job.
1: So, who are you actually saying out of the three? It's probably going to
2: be Larson. All of the above.
1: <laughs> you really think? that See, that's interesting. And I'll get. Oh, well, I'll. I won't give my pick yet. But the reason I wouldn't pick Kyle is because Kyle wants to run a whole lot more dirt than what Casey Kane or Alex Bowman did. So and, I just can't see Mr. H allowing him to do the amount I, of I dirt mean, track racing that he wants to Mr. do. And
2: Mr. H did limit Casey when he first came, but then he started pulling back on that for Alex. So I think it's one of those things where there'll probably be a limit on it if Casey goes, but it won't be what we're used to seeing now as far as a limit because obviously interesting. that's, that's see, a big thinks, help so listen, for Kyle. I
1: just can't see. I think Kyle wants to run more, not less, but that's interesting. Um, okay, Malik, you got one? I know uh, it going to be Seabell. <laughs> no, nah,
4: it's not going to be Seabell on this one. Um, I honestly think it's going to be Larson that gets in that seat. Um, I think he's willing to step back a little bit in the dirt stuff uh, and not race as much. He's now a team owner, so he can you know be around it and still have say-so in it, and I think that'll be enough for him to do it. Uh, I think he gets in it, but my dark horse, I'd have to say, is uh, Daniel Hemrick. I think he has a shot from Junior Motorsports. I think he stepped over there in that ride to prove he is able to step up to the next level for Mr. H and even Junior himself over there. So I think those are the two you need to watch. But I think it's going to be Kyle Larson because he is in his last year contract with Ganassi. Very
3: See, Nick Nick group picked Larson too. So <laughs> wow. when he Texted me earlier. He thought well. It was going to be listen, too,
1: I, so. I I would say that all three of you are kind of more, uh, more all three of the picks for Larson, Nick and. Nick. And <laughs> Nick DeGroote, by the way, motorsport.com yeah, is one he's of a our correspondent for the correspondents pass, so for our shows. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, James are all more on the inside than I am, but I just, I can't see, I don't think Kyle wants to step back at all. I think he would rather do more than less, so I just can't see that working, but who knows, it could. You got to pick, Drew, who you think might be in it? Uh, I think it would be hard not to
10: say uh, Kyle Larson, and I think that um, I think that They'd make an exception for him, and he'd still be able to run a bunch of dirt races.
1: <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it would think, be interesting. Yeah, if they of want course, that Of course, the bad. sponsor has a lot to say about that, too. I, so I maybe I can... would, if they stay, would, and I think they
3: are for a couple of years at least. So I, I can tell you Silman did not pick Larson. Oh, who did Jacob pick? Yeah. He picked Eric Jones, Eric which was originally my pick, too. So his so, theory is obviously
1: wow. that Eric Jones goes over because he is a free agent he the other year. Yeah. year. So Eric Jones goes over from Joe Gibbs to the forty eight car, and then I would assume that means C Bell would go over to the twenty. I mean, Eric is what the, Jacob's thinking. Anyway.
3: Eric has the youth that we you know we talked about on on the inside pass a couple of weeks ago. How all the drivers at Hendrick right now are in their twenties um, after. This year, then Bowman will be the oldest, and he was like 26. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he fits that same, you know, 20 year old thing, and he's a kind of guy that Hendrick would want a, a very laid back, you know, very quiet type of, you know. And he was a Toyota pick. And he was a Toyota Just like William pick. Byron was. Yeah.
1: So, I see, I look at it as though I think Mr. H would first look to uh, promote from within. So, when you look at the organization, you look at Gregson, you look at Hammerick and of course the other guys at junior motorsports and maybe you look at GMS to see if there's somebody who could um you know who is capable of sort of sidestepping but boy that's a i that's a lot to ask somebody of of Rick Hendrick to have somebody straight for the truck series he'd have to see something awfully special in that driver to to be able... He does have that you know, I have talent, though. He does. <laughs> and, of course, you know, whatever Rick wants, Rick could have, right? right. I mean, pretty much. You know, I mean, well, I don't that. think Toyota is going to let him outbid him for Seabell, for example. But what I'm saying is I think pretty much whatever he wants, he could go get. If he sees somebody from some other organization, he'll just bring him in. And some people are thinking that maybe we get a Brad Keselowski. Um, I just can't see him bringing in somebody whose time is shorter than longer. Yeah. I think it's going to be a young driver. And I'll be honest with you. I really, really think that Ross Chastain could be a player in this. I don't think people are I'm looking really at him because he's kind of been talked about over at Ganassi, but if Kurt Busch isn't going anywhere, um, I got a feeling that Ross might be in play here, but I am actually going to go with Noah Gregson for my pick. And I'm going to tell you why I'm doing that. It's because I believe that Noah Gregson goes out this year and wins some races and either wins the championship or runs for the championship. And, and uh, I think Noah is going to put it together this year with junior. And, and I think he gets the opportunity, but I think it could also be Daniel Hemrick um, because both, I think Noah's kind of, tamed himself enough that I think Rick Hendrick would look at him seriously. But Junior's gonna have a lot to say about this pick too, and so will Jimmy Johnson. So who knows? I could also see Ryan Blaney coming over from Penske, but I just um, the conference room is going to be really interesting.
3: It's yeah, Junior
2: Gordon, you know Jimmy and Hendrick all sitting there saying who we're going to pick.
3: Yeah, at the end of the day, Gordon is part owner of that car, so he's going to have a say so, and yeah. he's going to be in that forty-eight. It's
1: car just so. I think that's a, I think it's a fascinating question to be honest. Uh, you know, and we're going to have to watch it throughout the year. Could I see Eric Jones? Sure, if, if Rick wanted him, he will make sure that he takes care of eric and puts him in the car and i think eric would jump in a heartbeat oh, to be yeah. honest just for, for sure. the stability because he's had um you know he he's obviously been talked about and he so i think people see him as first out if Bell has a great year in the 95 yeah. yeah. you know we'll we'll sacrifice eric to move Seabell to the house car and you know then alafaro have their third driver in three years which is interesting so uh we'll have to see where all that goes but it's a great uh It's a great question, and I'm sure we're going to have a ton of conversation about that before the year is out. Ricky Stenhouse on lap seven, your leader in duel (laughs) number one, as uh, finally we are underway at Daytona. And we'll be back with more of Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu right after this. Stay with us.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Cody Connor, super late model racer from the area here in the uh, greater Charlotte area, running in the Carolinas and so forth. Cody will be on lead lap. I think it's next week's show. I don't think it's this coming Monday. I think it's the following week. Um, but Cody will be on uh, one of the next two programs anyhow. And we'll talk to us about his 2020 season. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Race Chaser Radio, broadcasting from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. For those of you checking us out, maybe for the first time, uh, this building that we're in happens to be where the, the first ever NASCAR broadcast Race broadcast in North Carolina was held. This there was a fifty thousand water here a bunch of years ago, and it was the first station to ever broadcast NASCAR in North Carolina, which is pretty cool, and the first station to broadcast qualifying for a NASCAR race anywhere in the country. So a lot of history of motorsports in this building, and we're bringing it back with uh, the partnership between Race Chaser and WSIC and Happy to be here and be part of it duel continuing number one stenhouse elliot boyer almarola and logano and so far um we're red is is holding on and that's
4: the commercial yeah, james so you yeah, can let me i can only tell you guys i don't know if anybody's ever experienced it but watching daytona and being part of a crew on a team that is in a 500 is it's i don't know i can't explain it like it just gives you goosebumps. Your hands sweat. You're nervous. All you want to do is win there. It doesn't matter if it's the duels, the 500, the July race. You just want to win at Daytona, and it just that's it, how big it is. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous over here. Well, you should be at Sparta. I mean, I'm sure well, of course the competitive. Were, event. You were at Daytona, Nick. for yeah, I mean, it,
1: I've
2: never I've never you know been fortunate it's enough to experience been. the 500, but I've been there for Xfinity races and truck races and ARCA races, and it's Daytona. Yeah. You know, it, it's our Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter.
1: I think it's different when you're watching it on TV, though. Cause yeah,
2: I don't know if I could be red right now. Like I, I, yeah. would, I would be losing my mind had I not it's, gone to Daytona this past weekend with our team and had to watch it on TV.
4: I remember the first time I didn't uh, get a go to the 500 after I've went for so long. It was um, I sat back and I said, wow, I'm not going to Daytona. and I don't know how I'm going to take it. Uh, I didn't take it real well the first year. I wanted to be there. But now that I've missed a couple of years uh, from coming off the road, uh, it gets easier, but it's still, you know, it's it's more or less. If somebody does win, you're still a part of that team. But it's the moment that you actually get to celebrate yeah, after you you're win. missing that moment, you're missing that moment. Um, yeah, you'll celebrate it in a different way when everybody gets back. But that initial moment of standing in victory lane with all of your guys, um, it's a brotherhood, and it's something yeah. that can't be can't be you know just broke. And, um, it's something you won't get to experience with them there, but you'll all experience when they get back. And it's just,
2: and it's, it's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, that happened to me in 2015 when I worked at GMS racing, I was going to all the arc races and all the truck races and GMS had not won a truck race yet. So what we were supposed to go from the arc race in Kentucky straight to New Hampshire for the truck race, the arc race got rained out. I had to stay. Oh, wow. And so I missed out going to New Hampshire, and Austin Dillon won the first truck race oh for GMS my. Racing. So wow. while I was there and ecstatic for our team, ecstatic for the owners and everything, I missed out on that moment, like Red said. And it's like, ugh, I really want to be there right now. I mean, yeah. you know, we had a great time when we got That's back, but it's tough. just like, man, I missed that.
1: See, Bow running 12th right now in Duel 1. Yeah, but, they got uh, single file now. That doesn't change. That can well, change
3: in a hurry. Stenhouse has some uh, something on his uh, like paper or something on the front of his car, so you see, know that team has got to be on pins and needles right now because if that motor blows, yeah, it goes if, the you, pole if you suddenly yeah, Sunday, see him yeah, lose the, the lead, that's why. Yeah. because you
1: you slide over, mm-hmm. let the guy by, so you can tuck in behind somebody mm-hmm. and they let the air get rid of that. You know, so he's,
3: he's watching that water temperature yeah. like a hawk right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm, yeah. I'm really
2: surprised they haven't made him fall back yet, honestly, just because yeah. of that. Yeah. he's been yeah. up front for several laps now, so you know that cars are getting
1: hot. I was gonna say, I'm sure they're. He's paying attention to the temperature, so mm-hmm. yeah. that's gotta be very frustrating for a driver, though, because and that's one of the. It's almost you're more likely if you're leading to get that debris. It's sort of like you're the trash collector if you're in a in the middle of a pack of cars. It's harder for that thing to get stuck on your uh, your nose. So uh, that's that's gonna be interesting to see over the next uh, handful of laps here to see if he ends up. I'll tell you, he's on the move. Is the 17 of Chris Busher. Um, Stenhouse's old ride is up to P6 right now and that boy knows how to drive a super speedway so wouldn't it be ironic if he got up there and challenged
4: Ricky Stenhouse for the lead? That'd be wild. It'd be be ironic to see your
3: old car go by you. That would be great TV (laughs) That'd be wild. (laughs) It It would be great TV It looks
4: like they're just getting set up for pit stops here because they're about 20 laps in and they can run somewhere between 30 and 40 on a tank of gas so it just looks like they're trying to ride nice here, get to that pit stop and then double up it looks like again
1: yeah, well, I mean, the restarts are always the craziest, but you knew that this race, these races, weren't going to be as crazy as the Clash was because um, it's it's a whole different deal now. You don't want to crash this car, no, you need and then this have car. to go to the back oh, yeah, for the 500. Man, you need this one. And this one counts. James Melling made a great point the other night. We were talking about this. It, it, it this car counts in the number of chassis that you're allowed to run yep, this year. Yep. And, you know, so you want to hang on to it and not have to rebuild it if you don't don't want to lose that one. Yeah, it hurts you if
4: you can only run a chassis one time when you're allowed 12. You're supposed to run them three times, then you can retire them. Well, if you can only run it once, it kind of hurts your allotment on what you got. Exactly. The class cars were 2019 certified. Nothing wrong with them. They were still legal cars. Yep. Um, Just didn't count towards your 12. So the driver said, oh, it doesn't count? Okay. And they just went out there and did what they do. Exactly. In other words, Red wants to work on Monday is what he's trying to say. Exactly. He doesn't want Monday off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though it is a holiday
3: for most people, he would like to have – Okay. Have so
1: should them. we get to our 500 picks now? Sure. You know, we, we're, we're pretty late in the show here, so we want to get those in. Um, we'll get to, uh, I guess we'll do the entire weekend. Uh, are we doing all of it for I, the uh, I I only put the
3: 500 on here, but okay. we're sure we can do Xfinity. Well, let's then.
1: start with the 500 then, and then we'll go backwards from okay. there instead of the usual trucks then Xfinity. Wow. Uh, okay, so Daytona 500, Randy
3: Miller. I decided to go with Austin Dillon. And the reason why I went with Austin Dillon is because at the Clash, he was the only car without damage. And he still didn't win. He still didn't win, but he was <laughs> leading... <laughs> <laughs> Until Denny but, Hamlin and Eric Jones, but came you up saw bottom, something so. you liked. About I that. saw something I liked. I I think <laughs> after that, the cluster that <laughs> happened at the Clash. If you can do that and stay out of trouble, then you'll have a, a pretty good time. To, to so. be
1: fair, he wasn't getting a push from a teammate. That's you true. Know, that was you know, but, but uh, interesting. He won Austin, in 2018. Went, wow. so, you know, whatever. That
2: was a, a tandem push was with all the damage <laughs> on Eric's car. It allowed
9: true. them to really hook up. Yeah, exactly.
1: Three right. car to victory lane. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Drew Dollar, you got a pick. Yeah, I'm thinking it's gonna come from JGR for
10: sure. Um, <laughs> I'm just not I not sure. excited. of how you he know? Stay,
1: stays in the Toyota. Either a car stays or, the or but it's a but see this isn't, car, so. this isn't politics. You can't sit on the fence here. You got to no, pick, yeah. pick a car. Um, Who you picking?
10: Uh, I'm Jeff. feeling like we'll see Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. That was Jacob's pick it too. Done. Jacob yep, picked Kyle I'm to win so. his duel and the 500.
3: Yes, he did.
1: So. Uh, who did Jacob? So Jacob, pick, Jacob could, picked. Jacob Ky, picked uh, Kyle Busch. Who did the
3: group pick? For uh, the, the group picked Elliot Chase Elliott. Chase. So, Ooh, wow. Yeah. So fair pick. Okay. Yeah.
4: Um, I'm going to hate <coughs> him even more come Monday. <laughs> James Melick picks Chris Bell. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say, <laughs> go ahead and give us one of those dings real quick. We're ready. There you There's go. There's Melick's pick. Chris Bell all That's what year. I was for waiting for right in, there.
1: In case some of you are going, well, what is the Bell for? <laughs> Christopher Bell. Christopher no, Bell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um are you are you going to pick christopher bell
2: i'm not going to pick christopher Who bell. Are you picking, i'm sorry on, sure. i'm going to pick martin truex jr i think truex is he's been there a lot he's obviously had a lot of misfortune over the years but i think this is his year this is you know the one where he's ready to, to get that 500 and lift that trophy
1: well i'll tell you what that's a that's a really good pick um I'm not picking a Toyota. I'm picking a Chevy, and I'm picking William Byron to win the a 500. Guy. Yeah, I'm picking Byron to win and uh, Chad Knauss, uh to win the battle of he and Jimmy Johnson for who's going to get uh, the first win apart from each other. I think Chad Knaus wins that battle, and William Byron wins the race. Um, I'll agree with you on the Chad Knaus thing. I mean, I, I
2: don't think it'll be a 500, but I think he'll definitely be the first one to win.
1: See, I think they're both going to win this year, and I think they're both going to be in the playoffs. Obviously, if they both win, um, but uh, I just I think Byron is is there, and I I can see William picking up the win in the five hundred. I'm going to go with him to win in this duel that we're watching here. Quinn Boyer is now leading. I mean that's um, that's instant party. We got a couple of SHR cars out front. Boyer and Almirola, then Logano, Busher up to fourth now. Watch out for that 17 car. And bad Brad. Yeah, we're on pit cycles right now. Yeah, we're
4: doing pit cycles.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this. Uh, Somebody just missed their pit. Looks too. like Truex missed his pit. Truex side. missed
3: his pit. That yeah. is not a way so to win you, a would race you like at to change your, <laughs> Although, <laughs> although, Eric <laughs> Jones missed his pit at the Clash and, and he won he the race. Won, yeah. So, <laughs> so now I'm going to stick with it.
1: <laughs> and we might have just as many crashes too. So it is possible <laughs> the last lap coming. may take forever.
3: And
10: selfie stalled out on pit road. Yep, still won the race. Yeah, that's true. There we go. Very true.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you can
3: come back. So maybe. It's a trend that we're seeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new trend. Yeah, new so trend. if
1: you want to win on Sunday, make a mistake. Yeah, yep. oh, that's right. That's basically, I guess, what the. A minor is. mistake. So mistake. We, we, yeah. had
9: a, we had a mistake. Yeah, don't too, make a ma- and major one. That didn't work out. But for you came it, back to so. finish third.
1: <sighs> <sighs> I
10: guess. Yours is a
3: little <laughs> bit more than a minor mistake because you only relegated to third. So you have to make a little right. less of a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> a
4: little too major. <laughs> yeah, a mistake, little bit too major. That's oh,
1: okay. All right. So let's go to Saturday's Xfinity race. And yeah. pick who we feel like is going to win that, and I'll start with Randy again.
3: Okay. Well, because uh, I, I am friends with Chris Rice, if I didn't pick a colleague driver, he would kill me. So Justin Haley is going to win the Xfinity race on Saturday.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, Nick Boncher. I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. pair of Justins, just two different ones. So we got a Haley and an Allgaier. Drew, are you going, are you going to break the Justin tie, or are you going with somebody not named Justin? Someone not named Justin okay. on this one. Okay. Um, I'm feeling like Harrison Burton gets
10: it done. You know, He figured out how to get it done last year in Daytona with Venturini, so uh, he knows how to draft, and I think he's going to have a fast car for sure and some good teammates around him. So so I think we'll see Harrison Burton maybe end up in victory lane.
1: Well, Malik can't pick Seabell because he's
10: not <laughs> in the race. <laughs> so you we're, can pick his old ride, though.
4: I'm going with his teammate. Who's Which that? one? Of Harrison Burton. There we go. Oh, right. Riley Herbs. Oh, oh. Riley. so you're picking Riley. Yeah. Okay. I got Riley to do it. I, I think he's got experience mm-hmm. uh, with the Arca stuff, got plenty of time in the car. Harrison, not so much time in a car, more trucks on the Speedway stuff. I think that Riley translates that over to a Gibbs car and goes and wins.
1: Interesting. That's a solid pick. Just so everybody knows, by the way, as we do this fantasy, uh, each I have decided that if a cup driver is racing in the Xfinity race, I don't care who it is or what race it is, um, or the truck race, which means I'm not picking Kyle Busch five times. He's going to win all five, so I'm going to have five losses. <laughs> but um, I have just refuse. I'm sticking with the regulars in the series for my picks and hoping that they overcome the Cup guys' advantage. Um, I'm going for the win in the Xfinity race. I'm kind of feeling like this is going to come from one of the cars that you would think would have done a lot better last year than it did, but... Um, the junior guys were just a little bit off. I'm going with Gregson to start it off and win the Xfinity race on Saturday. I think junior motorsports is going to be much better this year than they were Last year, um, and let's see, did we get your pick yet?
10: Yep, at All Guy
1: or so. All Guy, that's right. Okay, so maybe we will go one two. Um, yeah, could be. Never know. And uh, the Herbst
10: pick. I think the Herbst pick. Yeah, well, you two picked uh, uh, Joe yeah. Gibbs
1: teammates. So, uh, did we get We're, a, we're gonna see one. We one get get a sealman pick for <laughs> no, no, I didn't ask him for extra Okay, and, just for and, yeah, yeah, cup. We, we were All just right. Strictly cup. So we've got about a minute left uh, in this segment. I'm gonna start with our truck picks, and then we'll see if we get through it, or we'll continue it in the next segment. Randy, for the truck race on Friday, who got christian eckes Ooh, wow okay yep. D- uh, drew's acting like i he agree with you <laughs> yeah you can you can agree with him if you want yeah he got he
10: got i'm thinking eckes is going to be good this year for sure
3: christian eckes okay that's exactly where i was going with <laughs> wow it. that's who three i like he was fifth fastest to practice today so in the second practice So wow
2: it's going to be a real surprise for you i'm going to pick christian as well <laughs>
4: Lucky there. <laughs> and, and the sweep.
10: And La- I talked to him at the at the TRD gym, and he it's going to be his first time ever drafting, his first time on a track like Daytona. So um, I think he's going to be one to watch, though. He's going to have a fast truck. He was in the top ten in
3: practice, too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Says he's well, just going to
1: go out and hold it wide open. So. Interesting. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll save my pick for the next segment because I don't really have time to talk about it too much. So we'll be back with more <laughs> Motorsports Madness right after this. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. And remember, we record this show and actually broadcast it live on Thursday nights. So duel number one just had a major uh, incident. And Daniel Suarez's chances of making the Daytona 500 down the drain as he hooks uh, together with the 12 of Ryan Blaney. Not quite sure what, what was going on there, but he appeared to try to split the middle of and he and Blaney got together, so it looks like Ryan may be headed to a backup car. So as a
3: sponsor, doesn't know Spanish.
1: Yeah, Daniel's <laughs> headed to the house, unfortunately. So 96 car, <laughs> Gaunt Brothers Racing, not going to be in the Daytona 500. Okay, um, so I've got to get my truck pick in here because we've only got about a minute left in the radio portion of the show. And um, yeah, I, I, just, I said it uh, earlier in the week, I'm going to say it again, Sheldon Creed. Gets his first win in the truck series on Friday night. He's long overdue to put that uh, GMS truck in victory lane. Um, and so it uh, should be fun. We're, we've got TV overtime coming up next. So those of you watching us at WSIC-TV, stand by. Uh, those of you in our radio audience, we thank you for being with us uh, and look forward to being back next Thursday with another uh, Motorsports Madness show. We'd like to thank our All of our sponsors, uh, Victory um, Used Trailer Sales, Victory Custom Trailers. Also want to thank, well, StrapMasters.com and MyComputerCareer.edu, Training for a Better Life. All three of those sponsors, such a big part of what we do here at Race Chaser. Follow us on Race Chaser Media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For the cast and for WSIC and PMN Radio, I'm Tom Baker. See ya!